0: This is Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi, two of the top web bloggers in the legal profession, and yes, they are attorneys, one from California and one from Massachusetts, squaring off on legal news and legal observations. Lawyer to Lawyer is sponsored by Law.com, right here on the Legal Talk Network.
1: Uh, welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. This is Bob Ambrogi from Massachusetts. And this is Craig Williams from Southern California.
2: I write a legal blog called May It Please the Court and also have a book out called How to Get Sued.
1: And I write a blog called Law Sites, uh, another blog called Media Law, and also legal blog watchforlaw.com. Craig, while uh, many of us are vacationing or at least uh, holding out hope of vacationing at some point, or are heading to the beach. Summer associates in large law firms are working this summer uh, and uh, getting their first taste of the trade in some cases.
2: Well, Bob, there are a lot of summer programs out there. Uh, typically, they last between 10 to 12 weeks, and the associates, who are mainly second-year law students, make somewhere around $3,000 a week according to the National Association of Law Placement. Today, we're also going to be looking at First year and and training of uh, young associates in law firms, as well as the summer associate programs.
1: Uh, Right. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, as you say, about summer associates and uh, permanent associates. Uh, And we have three guests joining us to help us with that. Uh, First off today is attorney Lydia Kelly, who is a, a partner in the Chicago office of the law firm of McDermott, Will & Emery. She's a tax partner there, focusing her practice on federal income tax matters, primarily in the transactional area. She's also co-chair of the firm's uh, recruiting committee and is here to talk about the Summer Associates program at McDermott. So welcome to the program, Lydia Kelly.
3: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to uh, be speaking with you today.
1: And our next
2: guest is attorney Michael J. Eyre from the firm of Quarles & Brady in Phoenix. Michael has been an associate with the firm for a year. He practices in the area of real estate. And he was a summer associate at Quarles & Brady before he graduated from law school. Welcome to the show, Michael.
1: Glad to be here. And finally joining us today is uh, uh, Claudine Colombres from the firm of White & Case in New York. She's a commercial litigation associate there working on cases including white-collar and corporate investigations. Welcome to the program, Claudine.
4: Thanks. Glad to be here.
1: Well, let's, let's start, Lydia, with you and ask you if you can kind of just first give us an overview of, of what it means to be co-chair of the recruiting committee at the firm and, and what you do in that capacity.
3: Absolutely. Well, uh, McDermott is a large firm, so overseeing uh, law school recruitment is a big job. But uh, essentially, uh, I, along with another partner uh, in our Boston office, actually, we oversee the recruitment for our uh, nine U.S. offices, uh, approximately 55 law schools we're dealing with. And uh, it's a lot of interviews on campus, a lot of callbacks, and uh, a lot of in-office interviews. So it's it's a large job and it's a, a large screening process, as you might as you might imagine. Um, I also was a summer associate at McDermott uh, 20 years ago this summer. So I uh, just wanted to, to let you know that as well. But um, You've it's, been uh, there it's a done great, that. great uh, process to be a part of.
2: And Michael, why don't you tell us about your uh position at the Quarles and Brady, what you do, and how the your relationship with the firm both in uh, as an associate and as a summer associate?
5: All right, I've spent just about a year with Quarles and Brady in their Phoenix office, um, and I summered here during my second year of law school. I practice in the Phoenix real estate group uh, doing transactional work and um when I was a summer here, uh, I went through the full summer program with the firm. And uh, now that I'm back with the firm as a as a full-time associate, I've actually been able to uh, work in the summer program from the other side of the desk and act as a, a liaison or a mentor to one of our summer associates this summer. So I uh, got to experience it both as a summer associate a few years ago and now the summer program as uh, part of the recruiting side of things.
1: Claudine, let's bring you into the conversation and ask you to uh, give us the same uh, overview of what you're doing and, and how you got there.
4: Oh, Sure. I actually, um, I'm a fifth year right now at in the litigation department, and I, too, was a summer here at White Case, see how many years ago, six years ago, I summered after my first year in law school in the New York office, and then I had the fabulous opportunity to summer after my second year in law school at the Paris office. Um, So I got to see that office as well. I ended up in the New York office working in the litigation department. And now I am part of the firm's diversity committee. And this summer, I also served on the summer committee, which was a committee composed of partners and associates whose main goal was to make sure we had the best summer we possibly could. And that meant integrating all the summers into all the firm events and also reaching out to them and making sure they were having a good summer. I also was an assignment coordinator for the litigation department for summers, so I got to know a bunch of them that way, giving them out work and hearing if they had any issues come up and helping them figure out time management, which I know is a big thing for people to get to know, especially when it's your first real office job. So I had a great summer and I had a great class and I really enjoyed meeting. All, summer, all the summers that we had this
1: year. Well, there's a perception out there that, uh, uh, at least at some firms, being a summer associate, is, is life is one great party. There's social events and, and cruises on the harbor and, and dinners and, and whatnot. Uh, what, what's the goal, Lydia, what's the goal of, uh, of the summer program? Is, is it to woo uh, uh, students to, to an interest in the firm, or is it, in fact, to provide them some training and grounding in the law?
3: Uh, I think it's, it's a combination of, of both. Um, generally, I think firms try to to, to provide meaningful client work uh, so that law students can get a feel for what the actual practice might be like, even though it's just a snapshot. Um, also to, to integrate pro bono work into the, the stint of the summer associate. Most firms now uh, have that as a standard part of the summer program. Uh, some shadowing of attorneys is usually a, a key component uh, of a summer program so that students can really see attorneys in action. but there is no denying that that the um, social component you mentioned uh, the networking component is uh, is also important um, typically to allow the summer associates to to really meet uh, attorneys in hopefully a setting that's that's accessible and uh, uh, maybe even showcases the city uh, if if the summer associates are not from that geographic market, but I think it 's a combination of both I think uh, from a law firm 's perspective, we want to see if the summer associate is is up to is up to um, uh, the challenge and, and can handle the work has the brain power, but we also want to make sure they do get to meet uh, attorneys and get to know them and, and make sure it 's a place they 'll feel comfortable
2: Michael, what was your experience in coral 's summer associate program like um
5: it was uh, a very good experience. Um, I think it was uh, very similar to the experience that uh, Lydia just described, that they try to provide at their firm. Uh, it was a good mix of working on real um, client matters, interacting with lots of different attorneys, associates, partners, fellow summer associates, clients, uh, but also doing those out-of-the-office shadow experiences, um, actually having seminars in the office um, from outside professors and such that, uh, in legal writing and legal research, but also taking advantage of a chance to, to get a, to know the city where I thought I wanted to call home and uh, getting out to explore what Phoenix and Arizona had to offer. Um, and so it was, a, it was a very good, it was a very rich, uh, rounded experience when I was a summer.
2: What kind of role did that experience play in your decision to to go with Quarles and Brady?
5: Um, I think you know it left a very positive um image in my head when I went home at the the end of the summer, and I was very happy that my summer had lived up uh, to kind of what the billing had been during the interview process on what the firm had had sold themselves as, and so to see that uh, the follow through was the same as kind of what had been promised that they walked the walk, you know, after they had talked the talk, uh, it gave me a real good feeling about the firm. And also, I felt like I'd had a broad enough experience that I'd be comfortable, you know, moving to a new city and making my home in a new place.
1: Claudine, how was your uh, experience as a summer, how how does that compare, uh, you know, what what kind of expectations did it build in you about White and Case, and and how has uh, becoming an actual associate there for five years now uh, compared to to what you expected based on your summer experience?
4: Well, based on my summer experience, the job that I thought I would be getting myself into turned out to be exactly what I thought, and then much, much more. I, I had a really good summer. I got a lot of good assignments. And I was able to build on the relationships that I formed when I was a summer um, to build on those relationships to get the type of work that I wanted. I think I've been very fortunate. I'm in the litigation department. I've been really fortunate fortunate to have worked on a bunch of trials and gotten to get that real sort of litigation experience that, that people sometimes only hear about. They've you know, I've heard some of my friends from law school have been in litigation and never seen the inside of a courtroom at all because they've been doing document reviews and productions and just research. They've never gotten to that stage. Um, and I was fortunate when I was a summer to go on a bunch of depositions and to, I think to see a hearing and then to actually – Become an associate and then become that associate that actually sits at the table and does a lot of that uh, does a lot of the litigating was really exciting to me, and I hope that the summers this year, when they got to go to hearings, and depositions, realize that once they become an associate at White & Case, we give them that experience and that they will um, that they will build from the relationships they've formed over the summer and that they can definitely reach out to, the, to me and anyone else they worked on to get what it is that they get the type of work that they want.
2: Lydia is a tax partner. You probably have your finger on the pulse of the economy a lot more than the most of, most of us do. What's your experience been with uh, the effect of the economy on the summer associate program?
3: Um, well, e- the, the economy certainly is affecting sort of all aspects of, of summer programs, whether it's large firms, small firms or, or in between. Uh, I think most firms uh, last uh, fall when they set their hiring goals for this summer, maybe aimed a little little bit more conservatively than in the past. That certainly has been the case in, in the markets where we have offices. We have seen smaller summer programs, not only our, our own program has, is smaller than in past years, but uh, other firms as well. And I think that the students seem to really um, sort of be almost hungrier. They understand that uh, this is gonna be a tough market uh, for for their classmates and for them uh... for example should they not receive an offer this summer and uh... so uh... just a real eagerness to take on as much work uh... certain practice areas are a little bit slower and uh... so we uh... we had to plan for that And we've heard through our city groups, uh... uh our peer groups of other law firms same same story uh... if you've got a transactional practice maybe a little bit softer right now uh, to push some transactional pro bono uh... work in the direction of the summer associates um, You know, really beef up on the training, some mock depositions, mock negotiations, mock closings. That can be helpful. But there's definitely been an effect.
2: Well, at this point, we need to take a short break. When we return, we will hear more on Summer Associates. We'll be right back.
0: Lawyer to Lawyer is produced by the Legal Talk Network and a staff of broadcast professionals. If you have an idea for a topic or a show, we want to hear from you. Go to legal com and send us an email. Check out our lawyer-to-lawyer Lawyer host blogs. Jake Craig Williams blog at com. Likewise, Robert Ambroji's blog at LegalLine.com for daily legal observations, perspective, and of course, a healthy dose of humor and wit.
3: If you have a comment or question we want to hear from you, leave us a message on the Legal Talk Network listener line at 781-634-8959. We really do listen to the messages and even answer your questions on our next show.
0: A video settlement documentary can be the most powerful and persuasive way to bring about a speedy settlement in your client's case. That's 800-317-5221, or check out our website at bostonmediagroup.com.
1: Welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. This is Bob Ambrogi, uh, and I'm here with my co-host, Jay Craig Williams, and we're talking to attorneys Lydia Kelly, a partner in the uh, Chicago office of McDermott, Will & Emery, Michael J. Ayer at Quarles and Brady in Phoenix, and Claudine Colombres from White & Case in New York City. And we're talking about uh, associates and summer associates. Claudine, I, I wanted to ask you, I, I, I see from from your biography that you're a member of your firm's diversity committee, uh, and, and I wanted to ask about the, the issue of, of summers and diversity and, and to what uh, extent firms are – Uh, you know, attempting to address the issue of diversity in their summer recruiting and and in their recruiting of of, uh, long-term associates, too?
4: Uh, Well, I know that diversity is definitely one of the uh, major goals that we're looking for. In case we are the preeminent global law firm and we would like our attorneys to reflect the sort of global nature of our firm, Um, I know that um, the diversity committee meets with the recruiting people to try to coordinate efforts, and to uh, law schools, uh, they usually hold these diversity conferences or seminars prior to recruiting season, and I know we make an effort to attend the seminars or talks and get out there and meet the law students and let them know about our firm and what a great place it is to work, so it's definitely um, an important component to our recruiting efforts. And it was reflected in our summer class this year. I've, I've never seen a summer class so diverse, and it was, it was so fun just to come to an event and just meet all these different types of people and then to realize that they were in our summer class. Um, so I think especially this year's class reflected our, um, our focus on diversity.
2: Well, Michael, now that you've got a year under your belt and uh, you've come off a successful summer associate program, what advice would you give to law students who are uh, considering going into a summer associate program?
5: I think um, there's just a couple of things. First of all, you know, be very open to taking, you know, different types of assignments that come your way. Uh, It's the best way, I think, to meet lots of different people uh, in your firm, even if you have an idea of where you want to practice. I I wanted to practice in real estate, but during my summer, uh, I took pieces in employment law and litigation And, uh, in real estate and healthcare and, and now that's given me the contacts throughout the firm that I can go back to as I, as I continue to work here as a full-time associate and, and those relationships have just been invaluable. Uh, the other thing that I would say is, uh, you know, consistently during your summer really work to do high quality work and not to go through real big peaks and valleys and just be very consistent in, in the quality of the work product that you turn out.
2: And Lydia, you're, you know, you've had a fair amount of experience working with summer associates. What do lawyers look for from summer associates?
3: Well, I, I, it's funny because as, as Michael was explaining his points, I was thinking that's exactly, I, those would be my top two, although I probably have 15 others. But um, to treat every project, whether it's a short-term project, small project in an area you have no interest in or it's it's right smack dab in, 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 in the area where you hope to to land a position to treat every project as as as, as uh, the most important project, uh, no typos whatsoever. I think the enthusiasm uh, with which you receive a project is is picked up on by lawyers. If you seem disengaged or bored or not interested that's going to come through loud and clear, and what lawyers are looking for are people who are engaged, who are enthusiastic, who have the energy, who want to learn. Um, so I think from, from the other side of the desk, we're looking for that those types of qualities. But uh, as Michael pointed out, just no mistakes. Um, you know, they're, they're really, even if you, you're going to ask a summer associate colleague to, pr- to look over a memo that you've been staring at, uh, that's fine, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you want to turn in your best quality work. But um, we're also looking for meeting or beating deadlines. Staying within a budget that's that's assigned, and if you're not given a budget for a project, please ask. Um, and uh, just you know, putting out that air of of, of professionalism that uh, that we really look for right off the bat to be with a client.
1: I, I wonder, hearing you say that, I mean, you know, for for some of these people who come into summer programs, the the difference between getting offered a position at a firm and not can can really mean a lot. Certainly economically, the, the salary scales are such that uh, those who go to a large firm are, are going to be earning substantially more than, in, in many cases, than those who do not just out of law school. So there must be a lot of pressure on Summers. They must, they must feel it to some extent. I mean, throw, throw this out to any of you who've been Summers, but I mean, how do, you, how, do you, how do the Summers themselves deal with that pressure that they face in the firm? And, and does the firm do anything to try and address that or, or uh, alleviate their concerns about that?
3: You know, I'll, I'll just continue right on and then Claudine and Michael can jump back in. I, um, You know, I think a law student needs to look carefully at the outset at the firms uh, he or she is choosing from because the size of the summer program can sort of dictate that level of stress you're speaking of. If you're going to be in a huge summer program with lots of people, um, that could be a more stressful situation. There could be uh, more of a struggle for work. There could be... Uh, the risk of kind of slipping through the cracks and the you know the cream needing to really rise to the top, smaller summer programs uh, tend to be situations where the firm is is hiring basically the number of people it really expects to need the next fall, and so there may be still the expectation of excellent high quality work, but not the sort of competitive stress that,
4: that 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 could exist elsewhere and if I could just jump in, I think that um I think back to when I was a summer six, five or six years ago, I, the way I handled any sort of stress and I don't, I don't think I felt any, was just, I just understanding that it was a job interview and I had to bring my A game every single day, I went to the office and that, um, I needed to perform and do my work in uh, a fashion that I thought met with the standards of, of white and case, which, um, I think if you f- keep focused on yourself and you have a sense of responsibility and you want to work hard, um, I think you can... I don't I, I don't think you have anything to be anxious or stressed out about. And that's a, that, that's the advice I would give any summer who came to my office and uh, expressed any sort of anxiety about anything.
1: Michael, you're closer to it uh, than the others. Uh, how about you? Is that your perception?
4: I,
5: it is. I, I don't think I have anything different to add than uh, either of the prior two comments. Um, I think uh what Lydia had to say about about the size of the program um certainly holds true, although you know I've only seen the size of the programs that we've held here at Quarles and Brady over the past few years but uh I think that sentiment Definitely, definitely holds weight.
2: Well, Michael, there are some 450 lawyers at Quarles and Brady. How do you stand out as a summer associate? And kind of as a follow-up to that, of the class that came in with you, or classes in the in above you, have you seen any uh, effect on uh, associates staying with the firm because of the economy?
5: I haven't seen so much of an effect of associates staying with the firm. Uh, because of the economy, my class is still here. Most of the people in the classes ahead of me are still here, or if not they 've left for reasons that weren 't related to the economy at all um, but in terms of of standing out uh four hundred and fifty lawyers, I think at least you know during our summer program, uh, you really just are concerned with the people here in Phoenix and perhaps the people in our other Arizona office uh in terms of of Impressing those people and putting your best foot forward to them uh, at all times, but I think, as I said earlier and, and Lydia followed up on it, it's this you know consistent work product as opposed to these peaks and valleys, and then building on your prior assignments. We have a reader program that we use here to uh, help the summers evaluate their work. All their work is read by a reader. And and when you can show that you can incorporate the suggestions from assignments earlier in the summer to later in the summer and that you're open to those suggestions and and learning and taking that uh, under advisement, uh, that makes a a strong impression.
1: So, Lydia, if you know, how many many associates does your firm have this summer and how many of those will get offered uh, positions?
3: Uh, We have... Approximately 90 summer associates firm-wide this summer, and we're right at the point of, of the summer where we're making those decisions. But if past, um, our summer program actually officially ends this Friday. If past uh, history is any indication, we will be making offers to close to 95% of those summer associates. Um, you know, uh, those as, as I said, those decisions haven't been finally made, but that is, that is my expectation at this point.
1: And what's the process? Give us some insight into how those decisions get made.
3: Sure. Um, well, and I'm sure this is similar to Claudine and, and Michael's firm's, uh, approach. Uh, every summer associate is evaluated by the assigning attorney on the work product, whether it's oral or written, and uh, either given a letter grade or a number grade, and then there are substantive comments that we solicit from those attorneys. We keep those, and and over the course of 12 weeks, uh, the summer associate builds up a nice uh, record of of evaluations. We look at those, and we see if there are any sort of um, outlying standout evaluations, positive or negative, and and note those and make sure that um, everything, there doesn't seem to be a pattern of uh, lack of proofreading or lack of deadline meeting, that kind of thing. And then we, of course, then coordinate back with our department heads and make sure that the need that was there almost two years ago when we started the planning process for this associate um, will, is, is still anticipated to be there a year out when this person will start. So um, uh, it is, it's a long process, and uh, we make sure all those reviews are in. The summer program ends, and if the person has decided to merit an offer, we'll give that person a call in the next week to uh, let them know of that decision, and um, and if the decision is not to, that's a more difficult phone call.
2: I'm guessing that we're not going to be seeing the kind of stratospheric uh, salaries that were offered to first-year associates uh, from any of the summer associate programs this year.
3: Well, um, you know, until there's a market change, uh, I think that the salaries will remain for first-year associates where they are. So. I agree, I don't think there, sh- there will be a, 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 a rise in the salaries, um, but I don't think there will necessarily be any sort of decrease either. Uh, again, that would have to be a really market, uh, market-type market situation for firms to, to make that move. It's a high salary, though, no doubt, in this economy.
1: And are there other factors? I mean, we talked about diversity. I, I mean, are you looking at all at uh, a summer's... Uh, the areas of practice they've expressed an interest in, uh, other, you know, other interests or, or aspects of, of their of their personal life or their interests or their hobbies or where they're from. I mean, are, are there other factors that come into play in this decision ultimately?
3: Absolutely. Relevant work experience, uh, especially in certain practice areas, is, is key. IP, for example, that undergrad uh, engineering degree, uh, certain degrees in that regard are, are very hot. And... Um, Firms are always looking for individuals with that background, um, and then other relevant work experience as well. Um, we found that people who've been paralegals or who've had law jobs that are not necessarily um, summer associate type jobs—that's helpful because they sort of know what they're getting into. They they know how a firm generally works. Um, transactional experience is also very helpful. If someone was was a banker prior to going to law school. Uh, They've got some insights that might be very helpful in translating to a a corporate career. So that's all uh, very, very relevant to us as we interview law students.
1: There are a couple of blogs that revel in the uh, exploits of of summer's uh, cocktail parties and and whatnot. Uh, Is is that stuff, (laughs) are they being watched uh, at these social activities as well as uh, in their professional work?
3: Is that back at me? Well, I guess. I think that, um, yes, you know, um, these, these people are going to be ambassadors for our firm, are going to be uh, front and center with our clients. So, sure, uh, bad behavior is is not going to be helpful for any summer associate to land a position. Um, there have been a couple summer associates in the headlines, thankfully not from any of our three <laughs> firms, um, just this week. And, um, you know, just general bad, immature behavior is not going to help uh, Help an offer. It, you know, situations can be rehabilitated, but, um, you know, judgment is, is sort of presumed and, uh, or good judgment is presumed, and uh, when that sort of uh, falls off, it is noted.
2: Michael, what's the competition like in law school to land a summer associate position? How many people, from your experience, tried to get a position, either got one or didn't get one?
5: For me to say it exactly, it was one of those things where um, generally there was something there for everybody that wanted a, something, whether it was at a big firm um, or not, that wasn't always necessarily the case, but generally, some. Almost everyone from my class in law school did something during that second summer, whether it was a public interest position or for the summer or a government position for the summer or even working with a smaller firm for the summer. Um, It varied a lot, but there was always some way to get that second year experience. But uh, at Iowa, I mean, Phoenix was a big place to go. The Midwestern cities were a big place to go, but uh, when you started to look to the East Coast and stuff like not a lot of people from my class went out to the East Coast or the far West Coast or the South, uh, so I think it kind of depended on where we were based uh, back there in the, in the middle of the cornfields.
2: Well, it's come to the end of the program and time for us to start to wrap it up, so what we'd like to do is get your final thoughts and also your contact information for our listeners to reach you if they'd like to, so Claudine, let's start with
1: you.
4: Um, well, I guess I should give my contact information first. My email is c-c-o-l-u-m-b-r-e-s at com. And my final thought, I guess, to, to uh, advise anyone that is thinking of becoming a summer associate that um, it is a summer of fun, but it is also a summer of hard work. And I think that one of the main goals of the summer program here was for summers to find that perfect balance of working hard and playing hard. And that, um, you know, especially to, at my firm, we have a committee of people that you could come and talk to. And so if you have any questions or anything like that, you want to find a place that aren't like our firm where people are approachable and that I think the people are really what makes the experience and they will help you work hard and they will help you have fun. And um, if anyone has any questions about White & Case or the summer program in general, they can always email me.
2: And Michael?
5: All right. My contact information is m-a-y-e-r at quarrels, q-u-a-r-l-e-s dot com. And my final thoughts would be uh, from the perspective of someone that's going to be a summer associate, you know, take it upon yourself to really get to know the people in the firm. This is a great opportunity for Six, ten, twelve 10, 12 weeks to really, you know, ask the questions that you want to ask and, and ask them of the people that can really answer your questions. So as much as the firm is evaluating you, take the time to do you, your due diligence on the firm as well uh, to really get the most out of your summer and, and see if this is where you want to spend, you know, at least the early years of your career.
2: And let's wrap up with Lydia. Uh,
3: I can be reached at L. Kelly, and that's K-E-L-L-E-Y, at MWE.com. And uh, Claudine and Michael make make great points. And I guess I would just wrap up by adding that law students have so much information at their disposal uh, through firm websites, uh, publications, uh, asking classmates who perhaps have some experience with a firm to really dig and do that research up front so that the um, the pool of firms you're looking at is is most likely to be the place where where you're going to be happy. Uh, so to do do that research and, and and really dig dig into that information.
1: Well, I'd like to thank uh, all of our guests for being with us for this conversation today. Uh, before we sign off, Craig, I wanted to uh, point out uh, what I know you already know, which is this month marks the the third year we've been doing this podcast. Believe it or not. And, uh, in order to commemorate that, we're planning a program for later this month. Uh, we're going to try and do something a little bit different, which is we're going to try and get, uh, some of our listeners on as guests in the program. Uh, we have, uh, heard from listeners literally all over the world for this program. And, uh, uh, we'd love to get some of those people from, from different countries, from, from different continents. To be on the program. So if, uh, if anyone is interested in perhaps participating, uh, if you're a listener of Lawyer to Lawyer and you'd like to be on our anniversary show, we've set up a special email at lawyer to lawyer at legaltalknetwork.com. That's lawyer, the number two lawyer at legaltalknetwork.com. Drop us a line and let us, uh, know why you're, why you'd like to be on our anniversary show.
2: Well, I think it's going to be great to talk to some of those listeners, Bob. You know, I mean, this show is uh, about them anyway, and it would be great to have them on. We've had a lot of guests from uh, the world's continents on, and I think it's time that we uh, branch out again and reach out to Australia and Europe and Asia and uh, have a really great program. I'm excited about it.
1: I hope so. And, of course, uh, listeners can find all of our archive programs at legaltalknetwork.com and in the uh, podcast library at iTunes. So uh, thanks again to our guests. Uh, great program, and I appreciate your being here. That
2: wraps it up for this week. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Bye, Bob. See you, Craig.
0: Thanks for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. We hope you'll listen again and check out our other shows on the Legal Talk Network,
5: or on YouTube.